You are a businesswoman um, growing a profitable business. You need to ask for help. Like you literally do not do this by yourself. And there's absolutely many reasons why I believe in this wholeheartedly. Um, but if you are a six or seven figure generating, if your business has generated six to seven figures and beyond, um, and you feel like your energy is split, this is an episode for you. And if you're not a business owner, that's okay too. But the goal for this episode is for you to see possibility. So I invited Aaron Thorpe to the podcast. She was on the podcast previously. And um, she's a leader. She is um, a mother. She is, I would call her a thought leader, but she really helps people lead teams and using empathy and compassion, like bringing the humanness back to the technical. She is a former engineer, an author, podcaster, all the things. And Erin and I have a lot of values that are similar. And when she came to me, she was incredibly overwhelmed because she was clicking on all the ads and joining the masterminds and joining the programs and doing all the things. But she wasn't feeling profitable in her time and energy. So we took a holistic approach and she's going to dive into what she did. But I want you to hear this because after working with me in an intensive, um, I thought she landed a $90,000 contract, but she ended up telling me that she closed multiple contracts after that. So sometimes you just need a little checkup Sometimes you need to do less better and declutter. Um, So I would love to know what you walk away with from this conversation. I know for myself, um, it's permission that as a leader, you need to chronically reinvest in yourself and your business in order to grow and thrive. So you can take a screenshot of this. Tag me at Heather Chauvin on Instagram. My last name is spelled C-H-A-U-V-I-N. And tag Aaron as well on Instagram at... E-L-T-H-O-R-P. All right, let's dive in. Hello, Miss Erin. Hi. I love your sweater. Thank you. It's a good reminder in the craziness of the last week of school. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah, that was... Actually, this is supposed to be our last week of school, but my children have already given up. So the grade eight graduated, he's like, I'm not going to school for three days after graduation. (laughs) Although I'm in a mom's group, like WhatsApp chat, and they're all like, I'm sending so-and-so to school. And I'm like, I'm just, you're fine. You're fine. You don't need to go to school. So then his little brother doesn't want to go. And I'm just like, I'm like, fuck this shit. I know. Peace out. Yeah. (laughs) We're all done. It's the slow burn at this point. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, can you just... Yeah. I didn't even know there was like another week of school after graduation. So I'm like, no, you're good. I'm just give them a tour list and see what we can get done. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the joys. That's Anywho. Nice. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. So today we're having a conversation. I call it a case study, but going back to the first time um we worked together. I want you to describe a little bit about like how you were feeling and then what we did. Because essentially, 
I said, oh, you got a 90K proposal after that, like um, accepted proposal. And you're like, well, I got like three or four of them. So mm-hmm. let's talk about how you were feeling coming in. Because I know there's a lot of overwhelm and confusion when it comes to marketing. Like you are a wise woman, intelligent, skills, you know what you're doing. Business can feel incredibly overwhelming from a sales and marketing perspective because you're like, I know I can help people. It's just putting myself out there in alignment so that those people come to me. So I'll give you the microphone for a minute just to let them know what what was going on in your world. Yeah, I think before that intensive, um, our first intensive together, what was happening is, is I just had way too many irons in the fire so to speak. That's like my analogy of it. And I was hanging on to everything I could do because everything was generating revenue, some pieces more than other pieces. um, And some pieces felt safer than other pieces. Some of the irons that I had in the fire, I had to do very little effort to get, but they also paid the least amount of they generated the least amount of revenue, but it was consistent on the calendar. So the calendar looked full. I looked busy. Um, it felt safe because there was work to do, but it really wasn't in alignment with how I wanted to feel and why I started this business, which was to, you know, buy back my time and my, my freedom and to have, I've, hugely resonated with your definition of profit in terms of time, money, and energy, not just the money piece. Um, because I think for me, after 20 years in corporate, it was the time and the energy. Um, Because you make good money in corporate, you can, you know, um, but it was just the time and the energy piece. So yeah, coming into it, spread way too thin, doing way too much. Um, and not everything had that same return on my time invested. So there's a few things that you said that I'm just going to bring awareness to, which is it felt safe. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my calendar looked full. I looked busy. And that is the cultural norm, right? And then, but when we're reflecting, like, I don't feel like I have the time freedom or time flexibility or the energy flexibility, but the safety is there. And so when people come in, I'm like, Do you want to, this wasn't your situation because you were very open and willing to do the emotionally uncomfortable work. But sometimes I'll say to people like, do you actually want to make money right now? And they're like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I'm like, well, all you have to do is this. And they're like, no, 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 no. Just let me overcomplicate this and fuck it up. And it's fascinating to watch because our definition of like success Right. Like I very much will see somebody who's so forward out there, like content, content, content. And then I get to see behind the scenes and I'm like, you're making no money mm-hmm. or you're working really, really hard. So we have to watch our beliefs around money and work. And a lot yeah. of times when people are coming from corporate, there's a lot of unlearning. There was a huge amount of unlearning because you like for 20 plus years, I'm in the mindset of like, seven to five and, you know, always working. Mm -hmm. Right. So what did we do during that time? So the biggest takeaways for me out of the intensive were, uh, we pulled 
quite a few of those irons out of the fire mm-hmm. and quenched them and put them out uh, in a way though, that didn't. So the biggest one, I would say like the biggest piece of work that I was doing that yielded the least amount of revenue, but took the most amount of time that felt the safest. What we ended up doing was just like pressing pause on that for six months is what I ended up, you know, instead of just like quitting um, and cutting it off. And I think that really helped like take the first steps um, where it was just like, okay, we're not quitting, you know, and I've had this happen a couple of times in my career where it's like, you're not quitting the job, you're taking a leave of absence, right? We're just creating some space to see what's going to happen. And then like in six months, let's review it. Do we want this back? Do we not want this back? Um, And so that was the biggest, probably the biggest shift was pulling that, that iron out of the fire. Mm -hmm. The other thing is just really getting clear on like, how do I want to work with people? So there wasn't 85 offers. There was like two, you know, here's the thing. Um, And I'm just going to start. I'm going to bring awareness to that. How do I want to work with people? Like Mm -hmm. I, the key word is I, and we do have to like find how you want to work with somebody. It can also be different from what the market wants from you, right? So you have to marry both together in the sense of like, I like to work with people in this capacity or this structure. They may say they want something else and you have to bring both together until you find the congruence. But I think too often the people pleaser comes out and then you get shiny objects with all the opt-ins that you find on Facebook and Instagram ads of like, do this, make a million dollars, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then you're like, this is not actually how I want to work with people. It doesn't bring me joy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's easy to get caught up. I think too, when you have people coming in and making requests and like, oh, this is what I want, but you're like, no, I don't think that's what you need. Right. It's like, sell them what they want, give them what they need kind of thing. And, um, and all of that was like, I think I was also too at a place because I was like three, three-ish years, maybe two and a half years it, full-time in the business. So I was also at a place where I had enough data to look back on and go, this is what worked, this is what didn't, this is what I really like to do, this is what you know doesn't feel like a fit. So when we got together, it was easier to say, okay, Heather, this is what I like to do. And then you're like, okay, let's do that. And then... I think the the second piece to that, so not only just getting refined offers, but then also really looking at like, what are the price points for those offers? What are we putting into it? What's the value? How much time does it take? You know, resourcing all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's, that's an important conversation. Um, and definitely, uh, there were some areas where I was not, I was giving, like, I, it really wasn't profit making because there was just too much time and and energy and resources invested in what I was giving. So, yeah. I also think I just had a conversation with someone else and she said, you know, I knew I needed you and I wanted to be in your world, but I didn't want to invest in the whole program because I didn't yet believe in myself that Mm -hmm. change was possible. So there is so much education as well that if there we want to work with somebody in this capacity 
and you put whatever price tag you put on it. And yes, I mean, that's a whole other podcast and conversation, but people are always going to give you a money objection. Like that's just inevitable. But if you understand the value that you're bringing and have the sales skill, which I know is a chronic skill that we're redefining, but it's knowing your value. And how does that play in? And I'm not saying value in your business, but value in your life. Like how is that manifested in your life? Knowing your value as a human being that like, I am worthy of more time and energy because that's going to come up for you as you're shifting your business model too. All of that has come up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason I wanted to just go back and say the reason I chose an intensive is I was in another program and I was like, okay, I can't, I can't commit to another program at this point, but I, there's definitely a piece missing. And then we did the intensive and I'm like, okay, this is what I want more of. So I actually ended up leaving the other program early, had paid in full, but I was like, you know, I think sometimes those are just like hard lessons to learn, right? I've learned them many times. Yeah. I think we've all done that. And it was sort of like, I thought that was the right place for me. It was not the right place for me. Um, and one of the things I've really appreciated about working with you is it's not, you take the time to understand like each one of us and our businesses. And it's not like everyone needs this online course and everyone needs this, you know, like it's not a template prescriptive. Everybody has to do the same thing. It's like, no, my business looks different than a lot of the other women's in the group. Um, and that's okay. Right. I will tell you that has been the most difficult thing to convince people of because they have been conditioned. Like if they're used to the online space, they've been conditioned that they're like, well, who else is in the group? And like business wise, if they're coming into the business portion, um, how are you like, you've never been in my industry. How are you going to help me with X, Y, Z? And I'm like, well, the fact that I haven't been in your industry means I'm not jaded. And Mm -hmm. most of the time I'm like, I could probably be your client or I can show you from an outsider perspective, fresh eyes, what that journey is going to look like. So it's fascinating to watch because I feel people have been conditioned that online course equals success income. Yeah. And it's reminding me of diet culture. Like Mm. I feel like I can tell that the, and I say online industry, I don't even believe business is business. We're just using online software to bring our business online, but we're still working with humans, but it's fast. I guarantee you five years, it's already started to crack five years, 10 years. We're going to be talking about online courses as like diet culture. Like it's still work and effort. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Traditionally, everyone wants to make money, right? Profit equals more money. So let's talk about that for a second. And then we'll talk about the other profit, the time and energy, because all of this is emotionally uncomfortable. So after that intensive, what happened when it came to money? Okay. Before we talk about the results of what Aaron got, I, I want to tell you about some of the, what I call psychological factors of why I believe Aaron saw the results that she did, because not everybody is going to be where Aaron is and not everyone is going to get the exact same result. As you can tell, everything I do is very individualized, even though you have like 
groups and modules and all the things, you still have access to me and I take your success very seriously. Anyways, Erin was ready to do the emotionally uncomfortable work and she co-created with me. She didn't expect me to be the know-it-all. She trusted me enough to take the action that I told her to take or where she needed to focus, but she also had her own critical thinking and her own thought. So this is something I want to bring up because as a business owner, one of the biggest lessons that I had to learn was that I actually knew what the fuck I was doing. And I find so many female business owners discount their actual expertise and value as a human that they have the ability to solve their problems. So remember, regardless of whoever you're investing in, or it could be a healthcare practitioner, it could be a tutor for your kid, it could be anything, okay? They're human too. And I don't believe anyone is here to tell you what to do or to give you like the magic pill. They're here to give you information so that you can then take that information, put it through your own filters, and then implement it into your life, your business, helping your children, whatever. So before we dive into results, I truly want you to understand that how you show up dictates your results. You need to be coachable. So let's dive in. So after the intensive, um, I put out three or four different proposals to companies in the way I wanted to work with them, which was longer containers, um, be over more time in a deeper way. Um, because I really, part of what brings me joy is seeing that change mm-hmm. and not just going in for a day and training and leaving. And then they're like, who was that Aaron chick that came, you know, two years mm-hmm. ago and what did she do? Um, and that was a bit of a departure from what I was doing before because I was doing a lot more work, but it was not as deep. Mm-hmm. And um, all three of or four of those, the timing is a bit fuzzy. But anyway, there was like four four yeses to those proposals in in that way um, that really set this year up to be very consistent in terms of cash flow and revenue. Um, it also, you know, saying no to that that other iron that was taking up tons of time freed up tons of time in my calendar to then be able to do this work mm-hmm. with these clients in this way um so yeah there was probably close to uh just doing some quick math in my head but probably close to like between 150 and 200 you know okay the annual revenue generated Mm-hmm. you know, that the client said yes to in that period of time in the six weeks kind of after the the intensive. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, which this brings up a point of time and energy. So I always use the analogy of like a closet, right? Like I'm annoyed by clutter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'm in my house a lot. And so I constantly have this thought of like, this weekend, we have to get rid of like three garbage bags. Like every month, I no one knows this. It's just in my head, by the way. Yeah. But I'm like, every weekend, I have a goal where I'm like, yeah. three garbage bags need to leave the house. But yeah. we feel it. We feel we clutter, mental, physical, emotional clutter. When we're cluttered in our business, and mm-hmm. yes, it's also personal, but 
we're actually blocking more profit, time, money, and energy to come in. Let's talk about the reality because you know I love to talk about not just, you know, rainbows and kitty cats, the reality of saying no, like letting go of things that have potential to bring in revenue to then jump into this uncertainty because you didn't have these proposals. You had to let go first to then be open to receiving those proposal yeses because this is where I'm like, you can't bring in more revenue people if you are hanging, if you're like, I don't have time, I don't have money or I don't have energy. Well, then how the fuck are you going to bring in more money into your business if you keep saying, I don't have time, I don't have time. You're literally blocking it. So let's talk about that emotional transition. Yeah, it was terrifying. And uh, yeah, I had to, you know, have the uncomfortable conversations with the client, with this other um, entity about I'm stopping this work. I'm no longer doing it. Have the client conversations, you know, and they're like, we love you. We want you to stay. Is there anything we can do? And I'm like, you know, and that's hard because you're the people pleaser comes up and you want to say yes. And you want to be like, oh, it's not so bad. I could totally do this. Um, and so just really standing in that no, um, through all of the pulling of, we want you, this is great. It's working for us, you know, and really trusting that like, and I know this is the right thing because before the intensive, like I'd been having this thought all, all last year around, Mm -hmm. this is not the time money value exchange here is just not working for me, but it is safe money. Um, so I knew I had to do it. It was just like the intensive was like that external accountability and a bit of the kick in the butt to to actually take the action and to say yes. Cause in before that it was all in my head. And I was like, oh, you'll say, you'll say no next month. It's okay. You'll say no next month. Um, and I had six, like I had eight months worth of work booked out with this company. So I had to say no to all of that work and take mm-hmm. it all out of the calendar for 2023, which was terrifying, you know, to go in and just like wipe it out. Um, and there weren't the proposals then. And not only was that uh, an action that we took, but I also um, hired my first assistant, my first VA in that time, which was another... Um, uh, how should I put this? Like requested Heather kick in the butt. Like yeah. you need to create capacity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so not only did I say no to a whole bunch of work, but I actually increased my expenses in the business as well before all the rainbows and sunshines and kitty cats happened. And so it was, yeah, like November, December last year was just like, holy shit, what did I just do? Um, on top of paying for the intensive. So you're like, you know, you've had all this expenditure of of income and you said no to all this work and you're like, shit, I don't know if this is going to work. So now I want to ask you, because every time I talk to you, you're like, oh gosh, going to give it to me. Or I'm like, okay, Aaron, we're going to do this. And then the next conversation, we're going to do this. You're like, I know, I know. Mm -hmm. Like you can feel it coming. So, cause I'm always like, I'm like, okay, I'll challenge you, but you get to choose when you're going to jump. Like it's your life, right? Um, And my job is just to challenge and push and see what I see for you, but not at the end of the day, it's your life. You choose the path and journey you want to pick. What is that inside of you? Because this is like, I'm just going to say, so people can hear me, you are very coachable. Mm -hmm. So just because somebody wants a result doesn't mean they're willing to do the emotionally uncomfortable work to take the leap. What is it inside of you that's like, 
even if I'm scared and it's uncomfortable, I am committed to buying back my time and energy. I'm committed to doing quality work that comes from a place of service and impact and receiving more, even if I feel like I'm, I'm not ready and it's scary. Like, what is that inside of you? Why are you ready now to do that? I think like, so I grew up with parents in a 12 step program from the time I was 10 years old. And so there was this like mantra in our family from like my 10 year old self to adult self. That was, if you want what I have, you have to do what I do. Right. And so when I see, and now being inside of your community and I see, you know, what is possible, it's like, that is like a core belief. If I want what you have, I have to be willing to do what you do. And that, like, I apply that to business, nutrition, exercise, fitness, mindset, sleep, you know, whatever, parenting, um, whatever capacity uh, that I'm looking to take on. And so I think it's that kind of core belief that, that just, uh, yeah. And I know it's going to be uncomfortable and yeah, it, sometimes it takes me a couple of weeks to take the action. Um, sometimes I'm doing it right after we get off the phone. Um, a little bit of it is, is that external accountability, you know, so that the people pleaser in that section, in that realm is like a little bit of a friendly mm-hmm. helper, right. That helps keep me accountable. Yeah. But I really do think that it's like, I'm not, I don't want to, um, you know, just to be here to say that I'm here and a part of this without actually doing the work and participating. Yeah. I love it. I, I actually truly believe, and I, I been at this for a while in my own personal development, I've invested so much time, energy, and money in all areas of my life. Um, I also think it's a cultural thing that we believe we should do things by ourselves. Mm. And it's fascinating to see, like, we call it accountability, like in the coaching space, but it's, it's connection and belonging. Like if I'm doing anything in like by myself as an individual, like I'm a quote unquote independent person. If I want something if I truly want something, I will go after it. But most of the time, 99% of the time, I'm like, who can help me? Like, I'm always looking for like a team or a support yes. system, even if it's one person. And it might be a friend who's walking with me every day. Like, yeah. I'm always looking for people. But it was early on in my journey that I realized, oh, I'm not supposed to do this alone. So I think I have yeah. a core belief now that I'm not supposed to do this alone. Yeah. And if you, like you said, if you want something, you got to put in the the work, but I don't think you can invest your way out of that belief. Like I see people, I'm like, why are you willing to spend this much money, but you're not willing to like ask for help? Yeah. And I see it in my own clients, right? Because that's what I do is coaching, but in, in a different capacity. But it's it's like they invest all this money, but then aren't willing to take the uncomfortable action of have the conversation or try the new thing or do the new thing. And so for me, it's a walk the talk, right? Too. It's like part of the reason that I'm coachable is because that's 
that's the type of person I'm looking to work with Mm -hmm. is I want to work with coachable people that truly do want to do the work Um, because I can't do it for them. And I know you can't, you can't make my business more profitable, right? (laughs) Like you're holding the space, you're pointing out the things and it's up to me to take that action. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but the, I'm saying the wiser I become, maybe as I get older, like I can smell a a fake it till you make it person. Um, Like, I mean, that's, I'm not talking about imposter syndrome or self-doubt, but I can, I can smell it a mile away when people aren't walking their talk. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm actually looking for people who already have the desired outcome I want. And then investing in them to get closer to them, to be mentored by them. It's not someone who's screaming from the rooftops of like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And then I get to see a little behind the scenes. I'm like, you're not actually walking your talk. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's the annoying part because when you really want to make an impact, but like you said, that's where people, that's how they're watching you. And that's actually how we're leading and creating change. About six months ago, my oldest son and I headed to New York to meet Dr. Robert Malilo. Dr. Robert Malilo is one of the most respected specialists in childhood neurological disorders in America. He's been helping children overcome learning disabilities for over 30 years. His area of expertise includes autism, ADD, ADHD, OCD, dyslexia, Asperger's, Tourette's, bipolar, and other mental and attention behaviors and learning disabilities or disorders. He's also an expert in diet, nutrition, and neuroimmune disorders in children and adults. I want you to check him out at drrobertmalilo.com. And Malilo is spelled M-E-L-I-L-L-O. This man has changed the way I think of my children's brain. And he gave me hope for the first time in my son's future. Go check him out, drrobertmalilo.com. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And we're just and I'll getting just say, started. I'm in, that, I'm in that space again, right? This is like, <laughs> I've had a whole bunch of proposals recently that, and again, I want to like, this is reality, right? I've had a whole bunch of proposals the last six weeks that have been no's which is really interesting to me because I'm like, okay, what's coming, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so now I can sit in this space and I'm like, there's a reason that there's this space being created. I don't know what it is yet. It's, it's still bringing up that uneasiness, that uncertainty, like all those feelings are there. And it's like, I have the awareness and the ability to go. It's just a season. There is a purpose. And to be consistent, right? To keep doing the things, having the conversations, to keep putting offers out there um, and to keep inviting people to work with me. Yes. It's so cyclical. I see this in myself, but also every single time people are like, I'm getting all these no's. And I'm like, do you want to work with them? They're like, not really. And I'm like, okay, like you're just up leveling or there's something off. There's something out of alignment. So sometimes we don't know what it is. We just got to go in and look, ask questions. And so that you're, yeah, you're doing your own reflection work to be like, ah, there we are, but you're not willing to give up. That's, that's the strength inside of you. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes, like, I have one client that's coming back now. I started, like, I started putting proposals in front of them two years ago and they're finally, they're back and they're like, okay, we've tried 18 different other things that haven't worked. So we're ready to 
finally work with you. And I'm like, great, here we are. Love it. You know what I would do? I would write down, well, yes, (laughs) the price, but also look at how much they've invested. This is just such a, for anyone listening, this is such a great value exercise where you're like, I know that I can get people results. But it's like, if you could go line by line of like, how much have you already invested in these 18 things? And you're like, okay, you've invested, I'm going to say $200,000, probably more. Probably more. But just get that number. And you're like, I am charging you a fraction of that. Or, you know, yeah, okay. I got out my price. Because that's where we see the value. It's not, the no is not, sometimes it's personal, sometimes it's not personal, but really... Quality, we usually walk away from quality when we're not used to investing in it at first because totally. it we get sticker shock. And but when we can own that that's what we are and that's who we are, um, those people who value quality will see it and invest in it. Yeah. All right. I'm so excited to keep kicking your butt and see how much money we can make and time yes. and energy. And time and energy. Yes. Thanks, Karen. Thank you. Well, there you have it. I will be the last person on earth to tell you that everyone can get the exact same results from every mentor they hire because I truly don't believe that. I believe we as a person need to be ready and you cannot outsource your determination to achieve a desired outcome. Anytime I have ever hired anybody, I have had to want change. Is it emotionally uncomfortable? A hundred percent. But when you step in and you truly feel supported by somebody and you can just cry and say like, I'm so overwhelmed and frustrated. I've tried it all and it's not working. And that person can say, let's not give up. Let's try again. Building businesses just like parenting is emotionally uncomfortable. But if you are the type of person that likes to be challenged, but also wants that gentle, loving nudge, and also wants to grow as a person, as a leader from the inside out and create more profit, not just in your bank account, but also with your time and energy, your mental, physical, and emotional and spiritual energy. If this is you, I want you to head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash business. We are now taking applications for the next cohort for my attracting profit business coaching program. And this is personalized to you. You get some one-on-one, you get group, you get all the things. It's a hybrid version. We support you where you need to go. I personally look at your business and show you exactly where you need to focus at the phase of your business that you are in. Um, And of course, as you grow and your revenue grows, you're going to have to do new things like hire people, pivot, shift, all those things. So we support you with all of that. So your next step is to head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash business, get on the wait list and fill out the application. I will personally review it and be in touch. I'm telling you right now, attracting profit is possible. But if you have the belief that this needs to be hard or you're running away from yourself or you feel like you're slowly dying, you could even hear it in Erin's voice where she said, I had to take big, courageous leap before all of this came to me. It's possible. You just got to do the emotionally uncomfortable work. Head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash business.